What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the All Pro Dads Podcast. I'm Damien. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dame underscore APD. Here with my co-host, Tony. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at TV3 underscore APD. Welcome back. song right there Very. good mo- good movie too step up jordan's never seen it never seen any of them what yeah i said how have you not seen step up i've watched all of them i don't think i've seen like the the newest one the the world yeah i've watched that one too have you all the og ones though for sure second one's still the best one like just no questions asked i don't know i think it's one of those movies too where it's like if it's on you, like got, I ha- you have, I have to, to watch, watch it yeah oh yeah I can't yeah. just like not. It's like Top Gun. I want to go yeah. see the new one. So, so do I. I seen your parents went. Yeah. And your they, uncle. they said it was really good. Did they? Yeah. Okay. And you know, to come from an old timer like that saying this that is good. Yeah, that really likes the first yeah. one, you know? So it's yeah. like. That's probably Uncle Larry's like top like five. Really? Oh, yeah. He loves that shit. His fucking ringtone whenever we're playing Xbox blasts off <laughs> in your ear and it's fucking danger zone. <laughs> that's funny. I swear. It's like, Hilarious. oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he loves that. that. I'm pretty sure that's. Yeah, they walked out to that. For their intro, for their wedding, really? Yeah, it's kind of aviators and shit on. That's yeah. hard. Yeah. How was your last couple weeks, Papa? Eventful. Oh yeah. <laughs> Congrats, Mister. Yeah. Uh, newly Beyonce. engaged. Yeah. yeah. Got engaged. The bride. I mean the the husband to be, not the bride to be. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, it's twenty twenty two. You I might. Could, I could identify with whatever I want to <laughs> identify as. Okay. All pro dad and and, and what's undecided. The yeah. <laughs> All pro dad and question mark. <laughs> and just plus. Yeah. And plus. Jesus Christ. Whatever I feel like when I wake up in the morning. <sighs> but yeah, I got engaged. Yeah. Finally took the big step. Congrats. That's good news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we already, like, got to go look at venues and stuff. Yeah. yeah we already, like, set up appointments and everything. There you go. Go look at a couple. Nice. Um, I think we can finally fucking breathe now. Yeah. After a weird avalanche series with the Blues. Yeah, it was strange. Yeah. Because, um, like, I think what's more weird is you, not only did you lose two at home, but you swept them on the road. Yeah. And, you like, you like you just brought up, you didn't defend home ice very well at all. Mm-mm. At all. Which is kind of like, I don't I don't know if it. I don't I know if home, makes home like, ice is, like, too much an advantage in hockey now. Like just looking at it, like no, I think it I is. Just, I don't. I, I don't know. I I think this Avs team had so much pressure on them to get out of that second round. Yeah, and like that's all they've had to hear about this mm-hmm. whole, you know, the whole second round. So they were. I mean, 
it's could almost be. like know. it might be like settling to not be in that environment when you're on the they road. Just, they're able to play loose, yeah, because they know the crowd expects. Yeah, they them they're to expecting win. the booze and the blah blah blah, and then you get on home ice and it's loud and it's jumping and. I mean, and, we we went to and overtime then, and that crowd was. I mean, how many people in the Avs would go down because they didn't lead from the jump like any game. You now they uh, second game, to score game every five. Game. game five is the only game they scored first. Was it? Yeah. So it's like, you know, Avs fans, they, you were tweeting the second round scaries to like the whole fucking series. Yeah, because so. I said it on the show a couple weeks ago and like that was kind of my motto for this. But yeah. I mean, it's it was unfortunately a reality. So it's like, there's not, how many other, you know, there's probably quite a handful of Avs fans that were thinking the same thing. Even sure. ones that were at the game. Oh, yeah. You know, they go down or they allow a goal and it's like, oh shit, here it goes again. Dude, so I've, like, I've brought up that... <clears throat> That fucking fan, that Facebook fan page that I'm part of. Mm-hmm. After we lost that first game, Jesus, dude. No, yeah. I mean, people were calling for Bednar's head and Kemper's head, and well, that's it. The series is done. Like we're not getting out of the second round. Like it was ridiculous. And yeah. it's like, I'm so sick of Avs fans being so spoiled and like entitled. It's like, do you not understand that when we won the cup in 2001, that they lost like seven or eight games, and then when we won it. In '98, they they had lost like eight or nine games, I think it was, or something like that. Well, they were saying the the last the last time they won the cup, it was like it was weird. Those the first two rounds were almost identical. Yeah. They were going like the same exact way. Yeah. Besides the Abs now finishing it in six, opposed to seven. And then the cup, the finals in '98 went seven, or mm-hmm. was 2001 against New Jersey. I think it was 2001 against I think New so. Jersey. That one went seven. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I mean it's it's playoff and hockey. the competition's only going to get tougher. You're not going to be able to sweep everybody. It's like, no. As yeah, I mean, as, as much as we say like they should run through the West. Yeah, but it, the reality is, is those other teams get paid too, and they're there for a reason. Right. They, uh, they right. It's kind of like you know, look at the Lakers on their bubble championship run. They, I mean, when they played Denver, Denver gave them a run for their money. Yeah, you know, a little bit, and it's just, and it's it's how it is. I mean, look at Denver. That same year, coming back from two three three one deficits and beating both of those teams. Or you have Golden State and Dallas now in the NBA. Yeah, like it's just professional playoffs. Yeah, it's all it is. Um, I was I wasn't worried. I kind of heard on one zero four three uh, D Mac and Tyler and Zach by going over like their worry meter and stuff. Yeah, and Tyler and Zach had theirs pretty high, and that was before Game Six. Yeah, it was eight. I think Zach said he was at like a seven or eight. Yeah. And then Tyler had his at like a six, right? He had like a he had one, so he had his like he had multiple meters. He had his like serious had. meter, yeah, that was where he was only like a three or four. And yeah. then he had his like the world is ending, like sky yeah. is falling yeah. meter, and that yeah. one was at like an eight or some shit. Yeah, but I think that was just his bullshit joke around meter, probably because the guy he was hosting with, because D Mac had to fly out, so he like missed the show. Yeah, Matt Smith was at like a ten after they lost that. Home really? Game. Yeah, he was like freaking the fuck out. Where do you say? Where do you think you were after the series went three two? Uh, I would say I was like a three. I, I was. Or, I was like I wasn't, three or four. Going back to St. Louis and seeing how we played them the first two games there, it was. I was like, it's like all right. <laughs> either we're gonna win, or we're gonna lose and come back to to Denver to Denver, and yeah. we got to play a game seven. And they still have to. They had, and I that mean, one, yeah. I would going if we would have lost game six, then my meter would probably would have jumped to like a six or a seven. Me too. Yeah. Now Me you're. Too. Going from, you know, a series where you have multiple games to in hand where, okay, you lose one, you come back the next one, you win it, yeah. to where you get a couple of bad bounces of the puck and you're kind of fucking screwed. You know? right. You're out of the playoffs. Right. 
Yeah, I think like you said, if it would have went went to seven here, I probably would have been at like a, I probably would have been at like a seven or an eight to be honest, um, just because of the way that we played at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I think that just the whole series, they didn't seem like themselves. No, it was kind of weird. Uh, I I kind of have an issue with some big media listening to to shows and and seeing some internet stuff like on Twitter and stuff this week. Uh, the fact that. Kale, McKinnon, um, Miko, Landy, you know, the big boys, mm-hmm. they didn't, Devontae's didn't really have the greatest series of their life, obviously, and you could see that with just the eye test, I mean, let alone the stat sheet. There was issue with some people with how much depth scoring we're getting, mm-hmm. and I have a really big issue with that, and it really bugs me that that's like a, a, a topic of discussion because mm-hmm. the last three years that we've been getting out beat physically and and getting knocked out of the playoffs in the second round the last three years, the cry has been for we need third more. and fourth depth, yeah. for third and fourth line depth, and guys who can show up and guys who can play physical and yada yada yada. And that's what you got this entire series. Yeah. I mean, you had JT Comfort with two goals in Game Six. You know, then you had Darren Helm with the winner. Mm-hmm. You had a Josh Manson overtime goal in Game One. Not to talk about the save he had. And the save, yeah, in games. I mean, I mean, and that's just that, that you. That, that's a, that's not that's a pretty rare play, but that's plays that are going to happen. And he was there, yeah, you know. And like I was telling, it's a situationally, was, situationally aware guy. I was watching the game with Hans, and when he made that save, I was like, "That's the difference of this game." Remember like, that play, yeah. yeah. If we win, that's why. Yeah, because if they score that goal, you're down what three one. Yeah. So it's like, you're right. Uh, so yeah, that's my issue. I mean, we've sit here, we've sat here the last three years as fans pounding the table for third and fourth line depth. And physic and physicality, and now that we're getting it, it's an issue because our big guys aren't scoring. Well, Nathan McKinnon had a fucking hat trick in Game Five. Yeah. You know, and it you was also- shitty that we couldn't close it out. Kadri had a hat trick right before in Game Four, and it's like, I wouldn't consider Kadri obviously one of the top line guys, but he's a high two. Yeah, you know, on this on that second line, he's one of mm-hmm. he's one of if not the most important piece on that second line. If Landis Gog is not playing on that second line with him, you also ought to also got to understand like when you're going into a game or into a series, the Blues are looking at it in one way, and they're like, as long as these guys don't beat us, and they have other guys step up, and that's why we lose, we could live with that. We, yeah, exactly. Now, we if we allow, like, McKinnon to get every fucking shot he wants, McCarr to come down and, you and know, walk the line and do whatever the hell, yeah, yeah, just allow him to do whatever. Right. You know, we don't put pressure on these guys. We let them take shots open, move the puck around, just let them do what they want. Then, yeah. Like, that, you could tell that was their whole game plan. Yeah. Every time McKinnon touched the puck, it was two, three guys, you know, they were attacking him. Right. What do you think about the uh, Jordan Biddington hit? I want to ask you. I, we haven't talked about that at all outside the show or anything. I want your honest opinion about that. And beat, I mean. It was a physical, I don't know. It was a, a physical, hockey play. Okay. Yeah, it was a physical okay. hockey play. I, I haven't heard a lot of people besides people on the St. Louis side saying it was a, a shitty and dirty play, you know. Um, I, I don't think, I think it was more the name. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because if that was Kale McCarr or well, the Atlanta in, in game or one or whoever. I mean, in game one, Val did the same thing, right? And got a penalty, and nobody talked about it, right? No, everybody forgot about that one, right? And then Kadri and Val, he he wasn't even touched by any other Blues player. He just ran straight into Bennington. Yeah, and that was a hard fucking hit. Too. Yeah, yeah. And then Kadri does it, and I I don't think Kadri hits him if he doesn't get hit by the other Blues defenseman. It's not the fact that he he doesn't hit him if if it doesn't happen if Bennington control one if Bennington controls the fucking yeah, rebound yeah. You, I mean you know really truly yeah. off the pad 
it, that's not going to happen. There, there are two guys going for a loose puck in front of the crease. It's it's hockey. It yeah. happens. Unfortunately, it ended for an in, in an injury. I I still think if Bennington doesn't get hurt on that and plays the rest of the series, we still win. Mm-hmm. You put up fifty four against him in the first game, and eventually that dam had to break, and it didn't overtime. And then you know, game two, he kind of stones you a little bit, and that was yeah. a weird like that was almost like a wake up call for the mm-hmm. Abs of, all right, this isn't Trashville. This is St. Louis. You know, they're a yeah. good hockey team. They're deep. They know how to defend, and they know how to defend us and our top guys. Let's get it together. Got it together for game three, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's where everything happened. And then he, and then Huso comes in. And, and he, he wasn't that bad. No, he, he only he got burnt for that third, that game three when he, you know, filled in half, yeah. whenever halfway through or however, whatever the timestamp was. And then I think four or five and four, a, little bit, was, a little bit of six. Four he got. Because that was the Kadri, the Kadri hat trick. Yeah, yeah. So four, he because we put up what five. It was five two. Yeah, yeah. Because I told Uncle Derek, I or I told Greg, I have a fucking eyewitness for mm-hmm. Greg. I don't ever bet this stupid shit. Per, this the correct scores, blah blah. Mm-hmm. blah. Greg, so what do you think the scores gonna be? I said five two us. Fucking ended up being five two. Didn't put any money on it. Yeah. So pit. Anyway, um. So so yeah, it's it's a clean play now. Kind of want to move on to something different that not a lot of people are talking about that has had an impact, and that's the Sam Gerrard hit. What did you think about that hit? I thought it was a legal hit. Okay, I'm gonna. Slightly... I don't know if it was a necessary hit, right? But I mean, what hit in hockey is necessary? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly disagree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, a big NHL analyst, the guys on TNT covering the games and all that stuff. Everybody, um. Even even some of the altitude guys, mm-hmm. they're saying it was a clean hit. My issue is is I know that within the last few years the NHL has changed the rule on hits, mm-hmm. and a player is not allowed to lift his skates when he goes for a hit. And I, was it Perong that hit him, or was it? No, it wasn't Perong. I don't remember. I, for, I can't remember who laid the. Who had, he lifted his skates off the ground, mm-hmm. which was my only issue. If he keeps them on the ground and stays. That's a great hit. You know I, don't, I, mean? I don't think it makes a difference. But I'm just saying, like that's literally just, it's literally just because in the of the rule language. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of like. Well, I mean, uh, you just, know what I mean. I, I, I guess that's just a fine line to walk. It is when you're coming down to like the it's the like wording. The, it's like the NFL. So I just leave yeah. the shoulders head. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I mean, you just let the video review yeah. like go based off of it because yeah. I mean. But they, I mean, they didn't call anything. There was no boarding, no roughing, no no nothing. No, yeah. Um, Sam Gerard broke his fucking sternum. Yeah, well, he <laughs> got crushed. He, he he's not a very. It, yeah. I thought it was a concussion at first, not a broken sternum. Well, yeah, he had no like idea where the fuck he was. Yeah. It looked he, like the, I, he could have a concussion too, and they're yeah. just not saying anything. Which I really wouldn't be surprised if he does, because the way his head hit the boards, my lord. Yeah, that could be the. I mean, I, they were like, not yeah, to, Sam, Sam, go ahead. Not to downplay a concussion, but he could be like, that's just not important at that point, right? Because yeah. of a broken sternum, yeah. so it's like. But yeah, they were like Sam Gerrard's five nine one seventy five or like one eighty five, and I was like, "That's me on skates. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a very big fucking guy." Yeah, and he just got when smashed. You get, yeah, when you get crushed yeah. by a guy who's six two two twenty two ten, yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a big hit. And Sam didn't have his head up, you know. Yeah. And defensemen are always taught when you're coming around the back of the net like that on the forecheck, you got to keep your head up, and he didn't. And yeah. unfortunately, he paid the price. Uh, but I'm I'm really glad to see with him out, Bowen Byram stepping up. No, yeah, he had a D- really good last two games. D-Mac asked him today or yesterday. I can't remember what when it was. I think it was today because, th- yeah, they had practice today. Mm-hmm. Just kind of just how he's feeling mentally and stuff, mm-hmm. and basically he was like, 
the mental block for me and that whole phase of my career that ha- was happening two three months ago you know mm-hmm. he was like that's completely behind me and I've, i'm feeling better than i ever have and i can see it because he's playing great hockey yeah. you know i mean we were worried that he was never going to touch ice again yeah just and, what two months ago three months yeah, ago yeah so it's really good to see him do that um he had a few a handful of points in that series which was good um you know he needs to get that playoff experience especially mm-hmm. if this team is going to stay together and Sackick's going to work something out to where this team can stay together, you know, and have a dominant run as a yeah. dynasty. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he's on Kale McCarr's level no, is, no, no. is what we saw. You know, that's kind of, that was his comparisons when he got drafted. Yeah. But, I mean, that's okay. He's still – we're he still could, getting production, yeah. and he adds to that, you know, third defensive line depth, so that's good. Um, trying to think of anything else that we need really need to cover in the series besides, I mean, you know, the obvious. Nathan McKinnon was probably the greatest goal I've ever seen. As a hockey fan. Yeah, and then to be let down. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> yeah. You had, what, two minutes, 50-something seconds left? Away from the next series, from yeah. the next round. Yeah. And then... After having the crowd the loudest, yeah. I think I've, from TV, a TV standpoint, ever heard that building. Well, that's what uh, D-Max said on the radio, too. Yeah. Is he goes, just right after the McKinnon goal, he goes, it was... An explosion. Baller. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking jumping. The sack exploded. Yeah. He said, it was, he said it was nuts. And then... <laughs> Literally. Well, that's what... So they brought up the whole hat trick thing, right? Yeah. So they said, did that give the Blues, like, enough time to, like, regroup? Because there were so many hats to clean up off the ice. Do you think it played a role? Nah. No? No. I think so. I don't think so. I think St. Louis was, like... I mean, I mean if you look at if you look back at that series... St. Louis was, I think, like six for nine, seven for seven for nine, or like maybe ten somewhere around there. Yeah, I, mean, I don't have it right in front of me on the power play. Yeah, they were the most successful against the Abs. When but that was the power play. I, I yeah 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 on the power play when we have no. they have a man advantage. Yeah, yeah. They scored that game time oh, goal. Oh, because they pulled the goalie when they pulled the goalie. Yeah. St. Louis really did beat us five on five. That's, no, yeah, so that's it was five on fours, you know. Yeah, and it was it was they beat us with five on fours, and when the Avs turned it over in the defensive zone, and that's yeah. really the only they never had any time to set anything, anything up. up in the hat trick game for McKinnon game five. I think they had two shots on goal in the first period. No, yeah, they the were, whole first period. Like, and then the Avs let up off the gas. Yeah, so I mean it was, yeah they they really couldn't get anything set up. I know their time their time in their zone was very low compared to the Avs, mm-hmm. the top and stuff. Um, Except for that game five when the Avs started to do the dump and change strategy, which I absolutely fucking hate, even in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I talk to my Uncle Derek about it all the time. I think it's one of the dumbest strategies in the world because you're literally giving the puck to them. And they're yeah. they're trying to create a rush into the zone and enter the zone cleanly and set something up. And like you're literally doing that every time. Yeah, you're getting new skaters on every 30, mm-hmm. 40 seconds. Okay, whatever. You're, 20 minutes is a long fucking time yeah. to to let a team just do what they want basically and try to figure you out. Yeah. These are professional athletes. They can figure out a strategy to beat you in 10 minutes and the next commercial break coach draws up a play and you're fucked. That's you what know? I'm, so that's what I'm saying about the hat trick. So if it was somebody else that scored a goal, right? Opposed to the hat trick, you have what? 30 seconds they in go, between. Yeah. They go yeah. set the puck down and then you're, you're playing again. You have three minutes. Everybody went over to the, to the bench to the basically bench. while they were cleaning mm-hmm. and they were like all right look, this is what we got to do to score this is where we want the puck this is these yeah, are the chances they, we're gonna have they pulled goalie immediately right away yeah there was no th- like thinking about it like 
and they had the advantage because it was a center ice, ice face-off. Yeah, I, I mean, there could be something there, you know. They really, it's like in a, a two-minute drill, you know, the NFL, you drop your best plays, and yeah. that's what they could have did there. It wasn't a very nicely set-up play, um, kind of an unfortunate rebound with control with Kemper. Um, what do you think of, speaking of Kemper, what do you think of his play? Not his best. Not his best, yeah. for sure. Uh, I don't think the eye is an issue. No. It might just be the pressure on him knowing that this franchise hasn't moved past the second. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the guys on TNT after this game was over were like, all right, like it, now the Avs are, they can play like the Avalanche. Well, then what they were pointing out and too. And they don't have to live with that narrative for a yeah. week and a half, two weeks. And what they, what I saw them pointing out too was they were like, Kemper's not seeing like enough shots on goal because the Blues were playing so like just laid back. Yeah, and that could be too because he, he did was, see a lot. And they said he was being like over aggressive because of it. And they were he was like coming a, out a, more. Yeah, he was coming out way more, was, yeah. and his positioning was off. And yeah, I agree. So they're like, this is probably why he's not saving as many or his rebound. He's not securing those rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean his glove was not good. His rebound control off of his pads was not good. There was mm-hmm. multiple, like I said, off his glove shots off of his glove that that came back onto the ice. I mean, you got to. I mean, especially that overtime goal in Game Five. Yeah. Why Why are you not able to save a seventy-seven mile an hour wrist, not slap shot, wrist shot from mm-hmm. the blue line, sneaking over your left pad in your basic butterfly stand? You know what I mean? It's yeah, just kind just of like, like a, there. Like what was the deal? So I'm mm-hmm. really hoping that this this next series he. Locks it in, finds his groove again. I mean, if he can do what he did against Nashville in the first round against Edmonton, yeah, and, and or the Stanley Cup Finals, like this is ours for the taking, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, so so you got uh, I think Game Seven for Carolina and New York tonight to figure yeah. out to, for Tampa to figure out who they're playing. None of those teams really worry me whatsoever. Um, we'd talk Tampa does obviously, um, and I, they have how many days rest now because they swept Florida like it was a fucking walk in the park. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Vasilevsky just looks, I mean, like just primed and ready to fucking roll. Unfortunately, Um, they're getting a lot of top line scoring, but Carolina, New York, I could really give two shits about. I I mean, we'll see. Um, Tampa could come out flat. They could, the rest could hurt them. You know, you never Mm -hmm. know in this. Uh, We got to get past Edmonton and that's just kind of the gist of it. So, um, but yeah, kind of a weird series. It was a good series. It was a really fun series to watch. You know, when the highs were there, they were there. When when they weren't, they obviously fucking weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you played a St. Louis team who was better than I think what you guys probably expected. Um, they were a little better than I expected. But we both said abs and six a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. We were dead on about that. Um, oh, real quick, before we transition into this next, you know, we give out our award. What the fuck is up with Miko Rantanen? I mean, I just the, the guy can't buy a goal if he wanted to. He had more, he had towards the end of the series he had more opportunities, and then I said game one he was going to score a goal because he had nothing against Nashville, and I was like ah you know it's mm-hmm. just a, it's a one series it's the next series he's going to tear it up, and we didn't see that you know so I mean he had the empty netter. And me and you have talked about, like, in basketball, you kind of just got you make a free throw or mm-hmm. make a layup and to see it go in, and then you'll start going. I kind of thought he was going to turn it on after that just because he literally saw the puck go in the net. Yeah. But he didn't. I was thinking the same thing. Um, but a lot of it, too, I think, because he had quality looks. On that right side. But Uso was also, like... Well, Uso was getting beat a lot blocker side, which is the opposite side of Miko. Yeah. So I understand, you know, so, you might plan your attack that way, but... 
I mean, even on the power play, man, there's times where Miko's wide open on the other side. And there was a couple times, too, where Miko was wide open and guys didn't have their head up to pass to him, I know. Yeah, so it's like, so it could just be where he's feeling. I don't know. I'm not too worried about it. Just, I, I just am because, because of the he's, depth. he's your regular season scoring leader, yeah, but man. That was, I mean, you got to get some production out of him. Had, Guys get hurt and stuff. Like, yeah, but I mean, you but you have to get some production. He makes the most on the team. He makes nine point two five a year. You know, I mean, there's he has to do something. But I mean, if you're basing things off a of contract, then it's like I'm not. I mean, I'm, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. I, I mean, just, he gets paid that money for a reason, and he was the leading scorer in the regular season for a reason. So why? I just uh, why do you only have six point seven points in the playoffs? I mean, and they're all assists. I mean. Uh, Nate turned it on I, for game five, and when he was having a shitty series and scored a fucking hat trick, why can't Miko just get one? Yeah, I just um, I don't know what the issue maybe is. Maybe it's the lines he's playing on too. He's switched to multiple. He's played on ones and twos. I mean, because the assists are there, so he can't say he's not producing. I want to see goal production. Yeah, though. I know, but if you're you just talked about depth, and you've had no, and you I, just named I know. no, <laughs> so I know. That, that's where I'm like, but, you can't like beat a dead horse with this with this guy because he's not scoring goals, but he's still making assists. No, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, and I love the depth scoring. I really do, yeah. especially when our top guys aren't there. That's okay. My thing is, is we have had games where the top guys are there. Gabe, Landy, Kale. Yeah. In these eight or ten playoff games that we've seen. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've had Kale score. We've had Kadri score. We've had Gabe score. We've had McKinnon score. So it's like... There, there's, there's four guys who missed quality time at one point during the regular season. Yeah. That if they would have played a full season like Miko did for the most part, I don't think he's the leading scorer on the team. Okay. Good point. I, I just, so I just think where he stands on the... At least the scoring list for the Avs, he's lower than the four guys. Landy, Makar, Mac, and Kadri. Okay. And then he slides in, and I think he understands a role where he could be like a facilitator type, still get his assist, but he can put it in the net. And he did have quality looks. He did. Where they were getting saves. He hit a couple of posts, too. Like Game one. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm not worried. It's okay. You think he'll turn it on eventually at some point? I think eventually, yeah, he'll get a goal where it's one that we needed. And it blows open the floodgates or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anything else we need to cover for that series? I don't really think so. I, I don't want to bring racism and stuff like that on the show. It's, no, it's yeah. a negative topic. Uh, it's, and I, the only thing I'm going to say about it is it's unacceptable. It's disgusting. Yeah. And if, it's unfortunate that Kadri had to go through that. So. And if you're one of the Avs fans that did the same thing to Perron, like... You're, you're you're the issue. Yeah, <laughs> you so. know. So, but yeah, I I, I want to leave that at that. I don't really want to talk about that. In too the much. end, these are just sports. Yeah. You know. Um. Anything else? No. No. All right. Let's give out the the new little adjusted award. Now that the Avs are in the playoffs. You sacrifice for us. You the real MVP. Right. Ooh, 24-14, Heat in Boston. I forgot that game is on tonight. Okay, so we uh, we only have one active sport at the moment. Well, we have the Rockies too, but nobody fucking cares about them because they're yeah. a poverty franchise. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to give out our series MVP, and it's going to be based off just the blue series, not including Nashville. Mm-hmm. So just that, and 
I would like you to kick it off. So go ahead. I'm going with Josh Manson. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just like I said, that save. Okay. Which was a save. I mean, it's it's listed as a block, a block shot. But yeah, no, but that's he a save. bodied yeah. that up like he was playing third base. No, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Main, okay. Mainly because of that, he did have a goal or the game winning goal, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know. He's just producing every ever since he got here. Okay. So yeah, that's my guy. All right, I like it. I'm gonna kind of throw you a little curveball. And uh, can I, can I, I'm gonna pick two guys. Okay. And kind of combine them. And I'm gonna give it to Joe Sackick and Jared Bednar. I like it. I was very critical of very. Joe Sackick at the deadline. I was. Yeah, you were upset. I was upset. No, you weren't like you were fucking pissed yeah you weren't like <laughs> i don't even know if very critical is enough you were <sighs> you were tilted like fully like ouch yep yeah i was pissed at the deadline you know i yeah. wanted the top name guy and wanted something to i wanted joe to do something big mm-hmm. and let alone did little did we know he did something bigger you yeah. got lekin in manson cogliano uh no Sturm because he's not playing. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's okay. He had a good regular season. But those three guys all acquired at the deadline. You didn't give up a lot for him. I mean, it's not like you broke the farm up and, mm-hmm. you know, sold everything you had, uh, which is what you would have had to do for Giroux, who didn't really show up in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, hats to you, sir. Uh, you added the depth we needed, the physicality. It looks great it, it, with the eye test and on paper. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't really ask for much more. And then Jared Bednar. Um, After that second loss, there's big national media everywhere and local media here saying, okay, it's happening. Second round scaries. If the Colorado Avalanche lose this series, Jared Bednar's gone, even though he just signed an extension, blah, blah, blah. The whole narrative, everything. And I, I don't care who you are or how stone cold you think you are or whatever. That's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, Jared Bednar knows that his team hasn't made it past the second round the last three years. He understands that. He understands that his team just blew a 3 nothing lead when his star had a hat trick. Coming off a game where his second linesman had a hat trick. You know, I'm sure he was saying, what the fuck, you guys, just like everybody else. So, shout out to Jared Bednar. You know, I mean... <laughs> what, what were they calling him? Uh, the Ken doll? Because he just stands on the bench yeah, and he looks just... pretty. No, you made the adjustments. You coached your guys. You did what you had to do, and you got to the Western Conference Final. Shout out to you. Shout out to Joe Sackick for giving us that depth that really paid off in the playoffs, which is where it matters. And obviously we know now Florida's gone. Mm-hmm. So the Avs, assuming they home can ice. make it all the way, they have home ice the rest of the way. And, and let's roll. Let's fucking do this thing, you know? I mean, there's there's not much else you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get back to the Avs here in a bit. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll look at the preview for the Edmonton Oilers series. Um, nothing nothing really happening at Broncos OTAs. Like, we, we kind of were talking about they just started started uh, 11 on 11. Yes. Um, it's, it's just OTAs. Good thing. The good thing is, is no injuries. You know, sometimes you see those injuries happen. No, I mean, I don't think there's any big name injuries unless you can think of one. I haven't heard anything. You have a look like you're thinking, so something must have happened. I think Baron Browning did something to his finger. Okay. Yeah. And it's a finger. As long as there's no surgery, He's he'll an be edge fine. Rusher, so 
Yeah. Yes, he uses hands quite a bit, but yeah, he's out the rest of the OTAs. But I'm, they said he'll be back for training camp. Probably just broke it or something. I'm sure they said something with the ligament, something, and he sprained Oof, it. Or it's a little worried. That's yeah. a little worried, worried, worrying. Yeah. They said after like the I MRI and everything, he should be back by okay. training camp. So. Cool. But nothing, nothing new there. It's fucking really cool to see Russell Wilson at all these Avs playoff games and stuff. And tweeting. And tw- yeah, yeah, yeah. John Elway was at the game the other night, and we yeah. lost because he was there. So get the fuck out of the ball Probably arena. Being on the net too. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, nothing really with Broncos. Nothing too crazy. Um, nothing too crazy with the Nuggets. Besides, Tim Connolly is no longer the GM. Was that his title, GM, or was he, was he the, more of? So there was a there's a GM in place. Let me pull up his name. There was a GM, but he was like the president of okay basketball. operations, yeah. basically. He okay. he left for the same job title and more money, more and money, some ownership and stake, ownership stake. I would leave which, too. <laughs> yeah, and if I was the Cronkies, I'd have been like, well, um, best of luck to you with your ownership. You stake. wouldn't have matched it, not for the ownership stake. No, you got to understand. Like that's that's big. Who gives a shit? The, the Cronky owns fucking how many other organizations? Yeah, like, but to me, that's big. You, you, that means you're entrusting somebody with your own organization too, with parts of it. So it's like, yeah, I, I would have been like. Huh. Best of luck to you in Minnesota. So you don't think it's a big deal? Um, I think it's a big deal how everything went down. There was, that, I mean, literally no discussion between Tim Conley and Kroenke as far as we know. Yeah. And Kroenke kind of just said, kick rocks, see ya. Yeah, we're not going to offer you a contract at all. Yeah, I think that's the issue. I don't think him, I mean, GMs leave and stuff, it happens. Assistant GMs leave and stuff, yeah. it happens. Uh, But I think the issue is just how everything was handled and how he left. But, I mean, hey, it happens. It's professional sports. Yeah. Did you, did you find what you needed? Yeah, Nuggets uh, GM is Calvin Booth. Dope He's name. He's a former player. It's a cool fucking name right there. And from what I've seen in, like, articles and then other people talking about him is actually other NBA execs are just as high as him, just as high on him as they were the past two GMs we've had. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. It's good news. Yeah. Conley, you know, thank you for everything you did the last nine years. Mm-hmm. You and started to build a good franchise here. I just think there was, there's mm-hmm. been moves throughout the, his time here where he could have done more. Yeah, could have done. Yeah, better. you know, there was so the like, the Bradley Beal rumors and all that stuff like that. And just never and, seemed to and pull never the pulled the trigger. Yeah, so I mean, but he got us Nicola, he got us yeah. PJ, got us Jamal. I mean, so he he did good things, but but I agree, he could have. There was multiple times where he could have and should have done more. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more of not this season that just ended, but the year before that and before that as well, because that's the healthiest Nuggets have been since then. Yeah. Um, and they were ready to make a deep run. And they. You're talking the bubble year, right? Or before the bubble year? Uh, bubble year and before that as well. Those two years. Because. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, then, yeah, then people got hurt. MPJ and Jamal got hurt and yada, yada, yada. And you acquired um, Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Going into the bubble year. Yep. Then you let him walk. Which after he had a good season for you and paid off. Yeah. Um, but but like we said, I mean, that's what Denver needs is a big name. They mm-hmm. need a Bradley Beal here. They need a, you know, just somebody big. I don't – I. We would have to see who's in trade rumors and stuff still. I don't know how everything's working. The season's not even over yet. I know Zach Levine was visiting with a bunch of teams. Yeah, I don't think he'll be here. I think he's going to no, want he, the max. Well, and he, we he went just and can't visited with, like, Portland, the Lakers. Yeah. 
some other teams with all stars. So right, you know um, what his intentions are. Yeah, which I mean, hey, whatever. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. But mm-hmm. but yeah, that's the yeah. Like you said, I wish he just would have pulled the trigger more. I mm-hmm. agree. I can I can agree. So, um, nothing else in Nuggets news, no. Nicola gonna send the max, but yeah. But I mean, we already talked about that. that. Everybody knows that. Yeah, kind of a quiet off season so far. But like we said, the NBA season is not even done. So yeah, I'm sure we'll get some some big news and big things to talk about. But maybe but next yeah. week we'll do like a a draft thing. We'll get some draft prospects. Yeah, yeah, we can. Unless do that. this new GM decides to, or not new GM, but now that he has full say, maybe he moves that draft pick. Says so. fuck them picks. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Rockies, they still fucking suck. They lost they win today. today? No, they, they lost, lost again. Yeah, 6 I've seen Charlie Blackman hit a home run. Yeah, lead off the game. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Bobby. You know, So they get swept? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, no, one more game. Nope, there's no more Nationals game. They Sorry, one sec. Yeah, they're coming home to play Miami on Monday. Tomorrow. Yeah, those tickets were like 10 bucks. I'm sure. Yeah, thought about um, that. You know, when you're, the beer is more than the ticket, it's kind of a fucking backward situation. So. I don't know. Um, Chris Bryant, what the fuck? I mean, he's back on the DL. Back on the DL after being back for what two games? I mean, he still he didn't, even, do he shit. didn't even make a. Perf- didn't didn't he do didn't anything. Even come in. No, he played. Did he play one? Yeah, he went like one for six or two for well, six I know or something. He got taken um, off the DL. Yeah, and then that game he was scratched. Right, and then he I believe played he played two. two after that. But I mean, it's like whatever. I just know he's back on the ten day. Yeah, he is, which is a fucking joke. Who was it? Uh. Columbus was it Columbus? It was one of those guys. You know how the they do like their switch. Yeah. Uh, Zach will stay on or yeah. whatever. Yeah. One of them said that uh that Chris Bryant hasn't you know, he said he doesn't play on losing teams, so until the Rockies start winning again. He's probably not gonna play. Well, you're going to fucking be on the DL your whole career here, buddy. Hey, that's a nice check if you ask me. No shit. I'll go sit on the DL for $186 million. Yeah. Uh, shout out to to uh, my old Williston coach, good old Bobby Schoon. Fucking guy gave me a call this week. I got mm-hmm. I got to talk to you after the show, too. A little, little opportunity for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but shout out to him. We were just uh, texting back and forth, trashing the Rockies all weekend. So yeah. that, was, that was a good feeling. Uh, uh, but, yeah, but, I mean... When you have people out of state who aren't even Rockies fans know how fucked your organization is, why are we even going to bring them up on the show? I mean, it, it's been the same, like, being the dead horse the yeah. last how many years, and it, it it's just not going to change until ownership and management does. So that's the gist of it. I mean, we'll still bring them up, you know, if they have runs here and there, or if they have losing streaks here and there, we'll still talk about them. But, I mean, there's typically never, never anything mm-hmm. too big to go on. I kind of started a little controversial tweet this week. I don't know if you saw it mm. about the uh, uniforms. I like them. I no, they're dope. I think yeah. they're cool. But uh, my my point was, I'll read you the tweet. Oh, the picture. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even know who the first guy is. I'm going to be completely fucking honest. And mm. then you have Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez, and Ryan McMahon. Oh, uh, Connor Joe. So there you go. You have those four guys promoting your jerseys. I said the funniest part of all this is your quote-unquote face of the franchise. $182 million all-star isn't even pictured. If Nolan and Trevor were here, I can guarantee they'd be in the picture. Pure comedy. I understand it's not that big of a deal to Mm -hmm. most people. It's probably not that big of a deal at all. I just think it's funny 
how the signing of Chris Bryant was so terribly bad he can't even be used to promote your new jersey. Granted, the shoot could have been happening in the summer when he wasn't here yet. I'll give that the benefit yeah, of the doubt. Yeah, that probably happened. But assuming it was after the start of the year, I mean, what the fuck? It's just it's just a joke. I mean, really. Yeah, yeah. You can't even use, your, like I said, face of the franchise in quotes to for anything. Because it was just, it's just a, it's a bad signing. Yeah. The Rockies are just bad. They're bad. Yeah. They always will be. And I don't see any time in the near future, to be honest, of when they will be good, unfortunately. Yeah, not until, well, uh, and you can't say it's because they don't spend money, because clearly they do. Right. But, yeah, until they find some, a way to spend their money efficiently, or in the right places. Right. Because they had the opportunity with, the squad they had a few years back with you had Nolan and Charlie Blackman was I would say in his prime because he's yeah he was in the conversation for definitely MVP had a back to back years definitely had a fall off and you had Trevor Story and you just yep and you just let it all fall apart everything yeah you, and now like not re-signing Trevor Story looked good at the first month of the season and now he's on a fucking tear not yet. And you didn't even get any value out of the guy. You didn't even trade no, him. No, yeah, you didn't even move on from him. I think they talked to maybe, like, two teams mm-hmm. about him at the deadline last year, knowing he's not coming back. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I mean, I understand Nolan didn't want to be here, so that's why they let him go. But if you're going to pay Chris fucking Bryant $182 yeah. million, the contract that you paid Nolan, why would you not say, hey, look, we don't want you to leave. We understand you're very frustrated. Help us out. What do we need? What do you think this locker room and this yeah. team needs? But that's your—that's arguably the greatest third baseman to ever touch a baseball. Yeah, and you're gonna let him walk and pay most of his contract. It's a fucking joke. I like truly. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? It happens in professional franchises all the time. I'm not happy. Look at—I mean, stupid fucking Aaron Rodgers. I'm not happy here. I want out. You're not giving me enough say. Okay, Aaron. Here's your new contract. We'll have more. You'll be involved more. What do you want to do? Okay, I'm happy. I'll stay. It's, and he might have said no, but I mean, at least fucking attempt. And who knows? There could have been talks like that. But but I know he, with Trevor, he requested a a trade, and I think once they didn't move him, was when he made his mind up. Like I'm not coming back. Yeah, I'm not going to be here. You guys kind of fucked off getting any. Yeah. Any help. Any value out of yeah. me, so. Yeah. Which, whatever. It is what it is. Fucking poverty franchise. Good thing we got the Avs. Stadium's nice. Stadium's nice. So Good I thing we got there the... one of these games in a $10 yeah. seat. Yep. Eating good. a $12 hot dog. So. But, like, <laughs> but like I said, it's a good thing we uh, we got Russell Wilson. Yeah. We have the Colorado Avalanche. We and have the back-to-back MVP and Jokic. Yeah, Nuggets are still looking good. I mean... And you got a good stadium down there. So. Yeah. With a prime location. All right. Still haven't went to uh, McGregor Squares, but. Yeah, you got the rooftop. The rooftop's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, credit card lonely. No cash. Beautiful stadium. That's fine with me. So. Yeah. Rock pile tickets probably like two, duck, two bucks. Things are like right. six, but yeah. But there you Get go. Get in there. They're trending there. Just buy a rock pile ticket and walk the stadium. You know, you got your chocolate covered bacon there. in left field. If you beautiful their, Jumbotron. <laughs> if you get on their uh, email list, they're like handing tickets away. Telling you, I got an email and it was like the whole weekend, Memorial Day weekend, where they're supposed to fill the stadium. Yeah, ten dollar tickets, lower level. So. Gotta love it. Nice. Good old Colorado Rockies, but they got the rooftop. I'm probably gonna buy a jersey too. Just <laughs> don't know if I'm gonna put a name on the back of it because custom. Just make it, make it a custom. Nah, that's weird. 
Kind of corny? Yeah, I don't like guys that do that. Okay. <laughs> Uncle Rick's not going to be happy about that, but that's all right. I'm just, I don't know. He just got I wouldn't a, do that for a Rockies jersey. He just got jersey. a custom Mavs jersey. So. That's different. You think? Yeah. You're doing it for, what did you say, a poverty franchise? Yeah. Yeah. So why, why would I want to wear my name on a poverty <laughs> franchise jersey? What the fuck? Come on, think of that. Here's my last name on a franchise yeah. jersey that's fucking Fuck terrible. terrible. Yeah. Oh, I don't even Jesus. want to associate with these guys. I just like the jersey and the hat. <laughs> if I and then people would be like, nice jersey. You're like, I'm a Yankees fan. I just like the jersey, bro. Yeah. If I could get like a jersey where it doesn't have, it doesn't say anything. It's just the mountains. No number on the back or anything. Or a Colorado. I feel like that'd be sick. <laughs> this is the problem. Yeah. There's conversations like this happening. This is the fucking problem. So, I mean, whatever. It's a joke. Like I said, it's a good thing we have Russell Wilson, Nikola Jokic, and mm-hmm. the Avs. So let's take a break. We'll get into the upcoming Edmonton Oilers series. Actually, we can we can uh, we can hit a little bit of this or a little bit of this. I mean, you want you want to do one of these now? Yeah, I think so. And then uh, we'll let's do uh, left or right. Let's just do both of them. Both of them. Throw All right, little, let's do the uh, the left one. The yeah, left we'll one. do the left one first. All right, All right. here we go. Good little background music. Keep going. This is I've Got a Feeling. You kicked off the last segment, correct? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kick this one off. I'm gonna kind of slack here. I'm gonna go with what I've been saying, but I truly believe it. But I, I've got a feeling the Avs are gonna win the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, I think we'll get past Edmonton, and like we said, we'll get into that series more here in a little bit. It'll be a good series. I think we get past them, and I, I think there's a way if you face Tampa in the finals, you can beat them. So so I'm gonna keep a. Uh, hammer on the table with that one I'm going to say yeah Avs are going to win the Stanley Cup Finals that's that's my feeling so what do you got he's got some fucking moves look at this guy yeah I was just watching that look at that on top of the desk and shit he's quitting his job they should use this as a drug commercial like this is what happened. Not even because I think people would yeah, want, people would want to do it like, oh and then he gets guy. blasted then he with gets the taser and he's just fucking does he get back up or he starts dreaming yeah, yeah he's dreaming oh he got no that taser <laughs> fucked him up Oh, this uh, is such a weird video. Look, <laughs> this is weird. That's a, that's just a perfect like voiceover. Yeah, yeah literally. Oh, he's hitting. That you think shit. this was one take? I, no, because you know he was laughing. Like he had to keep a dead face, pushing a fake boulder up a fake mountain. And he probably didn't even wasn't even actually pushing anything yeah, at no, all. No, no, yeah, he was just walking in front <laughs> yeah. of the green screen. Yeah, up a treadmill. Uh, all right, go, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> My feeling will be tying into the, you know, the upcoming. But I think the Avs are going to dominate. Okay. This next series. Okay. Why do you say that? Do you think it's because, I mean, we'll touch more on it, but do you think it's because of the St. Louis series was so rough? The pressure's off? Or, I mean, what's your your, your quick justification for that? Without giving too I much away for the preview. That's to do with style of play. Okay. All right, and we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. All right. There we go. Let's let this, uh, this good old song play out for another minute. If you're still listening, just listen to the fucking song. I mean, I don't really know what to tell you. It's a good song, okay? So just fucking deal with it. 
fuck is going on in this? No, no, no. I can't even let people listen to this song because the video is so fucked. What, what the fuck? I thought that was Terry Crews. I, I, this, it's just about people being in a good mood, I guess, you know? Oh, that's great. Rest in peace, Avicii. Oh, good song. We gonna... Do we say this one too? Yeah, huh? Yeah. After? Alright, cool. Alright, we're gonna, we're gonna take a break. We'll be... We'll be back. And, uh... See you in, like... Now. And we're back. Motherfuckers. Okay. <clears throat> Got all that out of the way. Let's uh, let's talk this upcoming series, eh? Eh? Because we're we're going to Canada, eh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Edmonton. Don't even know where it's at in Canada. It's just up there in the yeah, north. I just know Canada's just big ass country. It's in the Great White North, yeah. eh? Yeah, I don't know anything about it. All right. <laughs> Fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You said you're not worried. I want to know why. So I think the reason the Blues gave the Avs so much fits okay. was because the Blues wanted to slow the game down completely. Okay. So that's what it was. like. And you've had times where the Avs were just in full control, and you saw the Blues were like, fuck, like we need to do something to try to slow this game down right. and just play defensive hockey. I don't see Edmonton wanting to play defensive hockey. No, they want to skate. They want to skate. Yeah. And who's the best team out there in the fucking NHL with when it comes to just skating and fucking going up and down the ice? Edmonton. Or the Avs. Avs. <clears throat> the Avs. So I think if you want to try to beat the Avs at their own game, you're not going to. I just don't think you are. Okay. And I know they probably have the best player in hockey on their team. I just i am not worried. I just don't see it. You're not worried about that top line? No. I am. I'm, I'm worried about... Uh, Cause, so let me... I'm... I think this series will go seven. I think the Avs can pull it out. They might even get it done before seven. The thing is, is Huso and Bennington were very hot goalies. Mm-hmm. Edmonton's goalie is fairly hot, but he's not that great, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, my key factors are, number one, Kemper has to be nails every game. Has yeah. to be. Like, he has to be on his game. There's no if, ands, or buts. If not, this top line is going to put six on his head. The thing with me is, that's really all Edmonton has. Yeah. This is the top three guys, Kane, Dreisel, and, and McDavid. Um, they're leading – look, I mean, they're leading every statistical category. Mm-hmm. Dreisaitl is leading points, goals for Evander Kane, uh, McDavid with assists. Um, Evander Kane with penalty minutes, which is big because if you can draw penalties on the guy and get him off that ice, you're good. Um, McDavid in the plus minus with 19, which is fucking crazy for for however many games they played too, which is I think – twelve. 12, yeah, 11, 12. Um, so if you can shut that top line down, I'm sure they'll get a little sprinkle of depth scoring here. But, I I mean, it's really nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, one goal, one goal, two, two, one, one, two, one, three, and then you get to the top guys. Yeah, and I think that's where it comes to coaching. Is it's, it's the top two lines. The top line has everything that they need. Yeah. And then the, the second line has a little bit of of similar traits to that top line. Um, with but scoring and speed not the and stuff, star, but they're not not the star power, right? Yeah, 
Um, but so it's like kind of kind of similar to us. I think this is the most similar matchup that we will have. Obviously, yeah. Um, my thing is, why can't the Avs? It, it, it's I because I think it's a part of their game now. Mm-hmm. Why can't the Avs do to Edmonton what Dallas and Vegas and San Jose did to them the last three years in the second round, and that's get physical and throw them way off. The Avs have the ability to be physical. They don't have to go hard hitting like Vegas did last year and, you know, be be over physical like that and make that their their definition of their game. I still want the Avs to skate fast, but why can't you get a little physical with Edmonton and tip that iceberg a little bit? You saying, know how to do it now is my thing. I don't think they wouldn't not do it. I think they have the lines that will do it, but I think you, out of your top two lines, you don't want them to be the guys doing it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna have like your your bottom two because the abs are four lines deep, right? Four complete lines. Yeah, Def- defensive so, and forwards and uh, centered. Are is Edmonton gonna? You know, are they gonna cut time from their third and fourth line so they can get their first line on the ice more? Probably. Which and is then typical. so if you have their first line going against your third line, like you're gonna need to play some physical hockey. Hockey. Yeah. I just I'm I think. Make it more of an emphasis, I should say. Kind of like, like the, the Nashville series? No, because that was Nash- physical. Yeah, yes, in a way, but Nashville brought that to you. You didn't bring that to Nashville. You just showed it. St. Louis brought the physicality to you. You didn't bring it to St. Louis. Why don't you bring it to Edmonton? I mean, keep the just, pr- offensive pressure on, obviously, but just, I, I mean, just get a little, make them uncomfortable. I mean, I don't, I, I think I, they, I would rather see that than us trying to go strike for strike. I think they do that in their, in their own way. Like you see Lekkanen and Cogliano in their forecheck and, and, and stuff, and they, they just cause trouble back so in the forecheck. So I think just, that's what they're yeah. going to still do without having to change their game in any way. Okay. Where I think the problem is, is Edmonton's probably going into this series, like they're probably confident because of their first line. Yeah. But it's like, what are we going to do after that? Right. You know, because Miko's, the Avs move Kadri down, they move Miko down, Landy can go down, and. That first and second All of those line can g- shift everywhere. Yeah, then some of yeah. those guys even drop to the third line every once in a while, and we're like, what the fuck? Right. You know, yeah. and yeah, they're all first-line guys. You put them on any other team, you know. They're, yeah, for sure. So Easy. it's like... You're not worried at all. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I'm looking here at this stat sheet like that we have up right now, and I didn't realize it until we pulled it up, but like, I really like that, that penalty minutes for Evander Kane. Because he's the hottest player in the playoffs right now, probably behind Tampa's goalie and mm-hmm. Vasilevsky. Like, but offensive player, like streak wise, he's probably the hottest player in, in the league right now. And the Avs are definitely a team you don't, I don't want their. Even if you get like, say it's a six game series or a five game series, if you get him in the box three times, like you have to capitalize on at least one, and I'm sure that one's gonna. I mean. Get him in there, and he's a known—I shouldn't say dirty player. He's kind of cleaned it up a little bit. He's still a fucking dirty player, but mm-hmm. he has those penalty minutes for a reason. They played twelve games, and he has twenty-eight minutes. That's over. That's like one point something penalties a game, like one point one or one point two or something. So it's mm-hmm. like, get him in there. You know, I mean, see, shake it up, make them put them on their heels. You know, St. Louis yeah. puts you on your heels every game except for Game Five. So it's like. Make them scared, you know. Yeah, I, I, and I think we can go stride for stride. We can outskate them. Um, I think 
I mean, you saw how tired St. Louis got on home ice here mm-hmm. quick. I mean, our guys did too. You can admit it. I mean, it's no, true. No, yeah, they look yes. Um, But Canada and Colorado, I mean, it's a different altitude each way. So, I mean, use that to your advantage. We got to, yeah. I, so, I, I think I'm, I'm going to give like three keys here. It's Kemper, number one, has to be. No, yeah. Has to be. Better. Better. Um, my second key to the series probably is um, be, play physical. Mm-hmm. You know, play fast, but play physical. Throw them off their game. And then, like, my third would probably be defend home ice. That's going to be the biggest. Because no, yeah, I'll tell you, you what, you I watched drop, a couple. You I, can't drop two games no. to these guys. I watched a couple of, of games in the Calgary series with Edmonton. And that building up in Edmonton, it, it gets rocking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you thought St. Louis was loud. You haven't heard that Edmonton building. so And I'm sure they well, know that. And then they're the last... Canadian team left too, right. so yeah, so it's going to be even bigger. Um, so those are my three keys. Could you throw a little three key list out? Or I like your first two. Okay. Can't my last be. one would just be continue the depth, the, okay. the depth scoring. Okay. Because that's where you're going to win this series. Yeah. I think your your top line probably cancels out their top line. You probably have the edge in your your second line, but then those third and fourth lines is where it's a coin flip. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say coin flip, but if you guys play like if our bottom two lines played like they did this last series, yeah, we're we're good. Yeah, we're skating through this series. Okay. All right. What do you see? What do you got? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> what you got, eh? My heart is telling me to go, f- gentlemen's, but I'm okay. gonna go six. My heart is telling me seven, but I'll I'll agree with you and go six. Um, I mean that means you you gotta you gotta win the first two. Mm-hmm. You go up two zero, um, and then you probably drop two in their place. Yeah, come back for game five, win it, and then you you gotta go get the six that they're at their spot. Unless you can steal one of those early ones, yeah, games three or four in their place, and then, you, and then possible gentlemen. Uh, yeah, uh, so I mean, hey, it's, I, I think what it come what it does come down to is that f- those first two games in Edmonton, yeah, and if you can pull the first two off here, and you could still one there, it it'll turn into a gentleman's You're quicker than what at, we think. Yeah, um, this is what the NHL wants. Like this series is what the NHL wants. They oh, want yeah. McDavid and McKinnon. This is gonna be this is gonna be fun. It's going to be stressful as a fan, but as a general hockey fan, it's going to be a fun series. And it'll probably be really high scoring. Yeah. Yeah. As much as we're saying Kemper needs to be better. It's just the fact of the matter. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you, you he's probably going to do every, he's going to have some saves where we're like, how the fuck did he get to that? And then there's yeah. going to be some where it's like, well, yeah, there's nothing he could have did. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so I was doing some research. Um, I was talking to Uncle Derek about this the other day. In that Blues series. When the Avs put 35 or more on, mm-hmm. they were 3-1. and one. Um, The one outlier that, that they didn't have 35 was the weird game. Um, game 3, I think it was, where they only had like 29 shots on goal, like yeah. 32 or something, and they won that one. They, mm-hmm. they kind of squeaked it out. But that was also the Bennington game um, where he got hurt. But mm-hmm. every other game they put 35 or more on, they were 3-1. and one. In the Blue Series. Um, I mean, you had one loss, but that was the the fucking McKinnon 
hat trick overtime loss mm. when you had like I think it was like twenty like eight shots at the end of the second period on goal to St. Louis is like eleven, but then they did they let up and you know did the whole thing. So that's another kind of like a, a fourth key if I had to throw it out there. Throw everything on net. This goalie's not that good. You have to give it to Huso. I mean, Huso took over Bennington's job in the regular season for a reason. Yeah, it's not were, like we were facing a a, a Francois. It's not he wasn't a true backup. No, they were switching off the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, you basically faced a one A one B. So if you can get through Edmonton's one, yeah, and I mean you probably won't have to see obviously there two obviously because mm-hmm. I'll leave him in there. But if you can break him down, I mean you're you're golden. So just throw everything on the fucking net. I mean set everything. You know they know what they're doing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a key thing for me is it was thirty five shots or more. Um, they were three and one, and I think that's gonna come with them, with the style of like play that Edmonton brings to. Yeah, because you're uh, gonna have more opportunities. Yeah. Because it's going to be such a just fast. a fast game, and I that's that's a lie. I think when they didn't, they were like they were one and two because we played six games. Fuck, why is my math? They might have been two and one when they did, and one and two when they didn't. Something like that. I yeah, because they had the one outlier game yeah. where they so so yeah. But if I mean with the outlier game that they did win with the Bennington situation, like if they put forty on Bennington that night, they probably win. So mm-hmm. then it goes to their three and zero oh when they do. And zero and three when they don't, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, throw 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 everything at this kid, make him work, make their defenseman work. I mean, Kale, I, I want to see him step up. Uh, you know, Eric Johnson had a had a goal in that series, which was good to see. Um, I'd like to see Bo get one. That'd be kind of cool. Um, he's been throwing some stuff on, but I mean, uh, from the blue line perspective, like those screenshots that get tipped or just go all the way through because or of the screens. post. Well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want I want Kale to get to get uh, going again. So I think he will. The, the, I think our defense our defensemen Taze and Kale are really going to be big factors in this. And I too. think it just has. I keep going back to this the play style. I think it it just has to do yeah. with they're going to have so many more opportunities. Yeah. Whereas so much room for activities. Yeah. St. Louis was <laughs> they were so okay with the whole like dump the puck, and, dump and change. Yeah, yeah and just yeah, change were. and then. Yeah. Once the Avs started doing it too, it just slowed things down. And the Avs aren't they're not the best team. when you slow it down. No. no. They want to go, and that's when they're at their best is when they're just playing fast. All right. So you say six. I say six as well. You with a possible gentleman's me with a possible seven. So, okay. I like it. I'm excited. Should be a fun series. Tuesday, I believe, 6 p.m. is puck drop, if I remember right. I think that's what I saw. I think it's six. So, moving on. Show you the money. Show me 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 the money. fact that he has him screaming i love black people is just fucking great okay we know what time it is with that before uh, we start this oh hey uh, motherfucker <laughs> okay what i just seen this was eight hours ago colorado mammoth uh they advanced to their first nll final yeah nice since 2006 fucking a so, go mammoth yeah they, they play series as well right yeah i think so okay all right i heard their games are actually really entertaining 
Yeah, they're, I've heard they're really cool. They play music during the game and yeah. shit, and like, yeah. Well, yeah, I've heard they're fun. I'd have to check one of those out. Okay. Uh, go ahead and kick this one off, sir. Prop bet of the week. Also, we're not professional gamblers. Any pick we give out is not a guaranteed lock. You gamble at your own risk, you will lose. And, uh, yeah, once again, we are not professional gamblers. What do you got? You had a couple, I thought. I yeah, think I got we, two. I think we both have a couple. So I'll give a, a futures, which I gave back about a... Probably a month ago. month ago? Yeah, Right before baseball season started. Uh, It's going down. So if you want to tail it, Aaron Judge, AL MVP. He's... When I took it, it was plus 600. He's already down to plus 350. So, Which is a good thing. Yeah, which is so. good. So it's moving in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, they're leading. The Yankees are the best team in baseball right now. I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan. but <laughs> <laughs> They're actually doing really good. He leads the AL in, in home runs. I mean, he's just fucking nuts. So okay. Uh, and then with the other one, I'm probably going to go with... Uh, Tuesday night, Kale McCarr, anytime goal. Okay, I like it. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at these uh, these Western Conference Finals props on Fanduel. Brought to you by Fanduel, by the way, not a sponsor though. <laughs> so it's not brought to you by them, but that's what we're using. One day, one day. Um, the Avs are minus two forty to win the series. It's pretty deep, I would say. Um, it's probably going to go up if, assuming they take the first game. Um, I I I don't like the value in that just because you know you got to place a lot to to win little. But, but I mean, hey, if 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 you want to, what I really liked was that minus one thirty four Connor McDavid, Drysaddle, and McKinnon to all score two plus goals in the series. And especially if it goes seven, I'm sure it's going to happen. Um, and then if you want to do three goals for each player in the series, it actually boosts to three forty, which is that's good value right there. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, I I so that'd be my first one is uh either take the the 130 minus 134 plus 340. I I'm, I'm going to I'm going to hammer my same prop bet as as the last episode, man. I'm going to amico anytime goal. Um you can pick what game you want. If you want to pick this first game, go ahead. Um uh, but I'm I'm I got faith in the kid and I think he's going to pull it out. Um for him to score an anytime goal, it is not out yet. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I just I didn't give no odds for Makar. Maybe we'll tweet it. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll tweet it. Yeah yeah. yeah. Um. The over under for Miko's shots on goal is only two and a half. So, but yeah, we'll let's we'll tweet that out later. Uh, probably tomorrow when the, yeah. when the lines come out. But yeah, that's our our prop bet of the week. Uh, did you see? Did you look at the what Vegas has for like the odds for the series correct score? I did. Uh, four one is the favorite. Abs, a gentleman's is the favorite for the Abs. Yeah, yeah. I I was looking at that during our break. That's kind of nuts. It, and it's what a plus three forty, I think, is it? Plus three seventy. Plus three seventy. Okay, it's crazy. Um, yeah, and then for it to go seven plus four twenty. For it to go six, which is what you and I said, it's only plus three ninety. Um, for it to go seven, it's plus four twenty, and that's all in the Abs' favor. Uh, for Edmonton to win the series. In seven, it's plus six thirty, which is pretty fucking high. Um, and when we, it's six plus six eighty, we have better odds to sweep Edmonton than they do to sweep or to gentlemen's us. 
Like they're giving us a game still mm-hmm. in that other one to win. And we still have better odds to sweep than that happening. <laughs> According to Vegas, it's playoff hockey. Anything can happen. But yeah, I mean, this is, these lines are nuts. I've never seen such a heavy tilted favorite. Was it last week on the show when it was the abs against the field? For the for the cup, yeah, yeah, I okay. Don't, Fandle I don't know if still I, does it still have it? Fandle still has it. It's changed a little bit, uh, obviously because teams are getting down to the wire and the Avs are winning. Um, still, they so. they have it. They have it. Uh, Colorado, Tampa, and Edmonton versus the field. Those are only three teams. Colorado is plus one twenty versus the field. Tampa is plus two fifty versus the field. Edmonton's plus five forty versus the field. That's I mean, th- so they're not even giving. Anybody else a shot? New, well, New York and Carolina. It's they probably because they have it's the game they seven. Have game seven, yeah. yeah. But I mean, this is this is nuts. It, uh, Stanley Cup 2021-2022 exact outcome: Avalanche to beat Tampa Bay plus three fifty. You flip that Tampa to beat Avs plus four fifty. Uh, us to beat Carolina plus seven hundred. Tampa to beat Edmonton plus seven hundred. Edmonton to beat Tampa plus a thousand. Carolina beats Colorado plus a thousand. I mean, it just gets, and that that Carolina one. I feel like it's only there because yeah, because they still have a game seven. Uh, the, the Con Smythe, yeah, McKinnon's the favorite. McCarr's the second favorite. McDavid's the third. Vasilevsky's the fourth. Uh, Kucherov's the f- uh, fifth. And then Darcy. Darcy's still the sixth. Yeah. So uh, Vegas yeah. isn't worried. No, Vegas about is not. Darcy. Vegas is not worried at all about Darcy, <laughs> so we shouldn't be either, right? I guess. <laughs> okay, uh, I think that's it, right? That's a wrap. Good, quick episode. Very There's abs nothing heavy. Nothing really upcoming. I mean, the Rockies um, probably have a couple of series, but yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're a Mammoth fan, yeah, yeah. If you're a Mammoth, go Mammoth. That's cool. Yeah. That's that's cool to see. Um. Yeah, nothing, nothing really too crazy. Broncos uh, we got get back the, to OTAs. Yeah, we got the NBA draft coming up here. What uh, end of June, I think. Yeah, I think it's after finals. Let me see. It's not too far after finals. Uh, yeah, June twenty third. So we'll probably do a quick little preview for that on what the Nuggets could do. Yeah, I think um, they have the twenty second pick. So yeah. Okay. Nothing crazy. We're going to close this one out, right? Um, mm-hmm. Follow me on Twitter at Dame underscore APD and Instagram, same handle. Um, you can follow the podcast, uh, Twitter at All Pro Dads, Instagram, All Pro Dads Pod, Spotify only for the podcast. Um, yeah, that's it. Tony? Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TV3 underscore APD. Cool. Good episode. Like we said, very abs heavy, but it's kind of what we got going, so. We'll catch you guys on the flip. Thank you for listening, and uh, let's enjoy this beautiful, beautiful sound that's sending the Avs into the Western Conference Finals. Makar is there behind his own net. Maybe a last opportunity here in the third. Eric Johnson dishes the pass to the near side. Helm shoots, scores! Can you believe it? 4.9 seconds left, and that might be series clincher wow absolute dagger by the avalanche here in the dying seconds of this third period you're thinking for sure this is going to overtime it's eric johnson that gets on his horse drives it up the ice and gains the zone and the one-time blast stop shot by hell this pass right here off the wall he just tees it up and beats huso 
For Darren Helm, he's been all over this series. He's been physical, tenacious.